Well, it was a four-game sweep. <laughs> That's what happened this weekend. Angels lost four in a row to the Toronto Blue Jays. And we're losers of five in a row. We have a tired bullpen. We have a broken heart. And that heartbreaking loss on Sunday was just awful, right? Like at the end of the day, we're, we're thankful it's over. And we just take a, a, a deep breath and hopefully we can move on. We're going to talk all about this weekend. Plus, you get a chance to talk about it as well. We're going to open up the mailbag and we're going to discuss the terrible, awful, no good, very bad team known as the Angels. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on the audio side, you can rate and review the pod. It helps people to find Locked On Angels, and five stars is really appreciated. Thank you. And if you're watching on the video side, you can actually subscribe to be notified every time a new episode hits. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, more lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. So glad that you're with me. My name is Mike Frisch, one half of Locked On Angels. My brother John is flying home from Chicago. He and his wife had a great vacation. She did some work there. John just played, and they were hanging out there for the last week. So they're flying in, so he has given me reins of Locked On Angels today. And what a terrible day to take the reins, right? <laughs> After a terrible, terrible weekend. We've lost five in a row, friends. And this feels like angels of old, right? We had some flashbacks to what has happened in the last few years, and it's been really heartbreaking, especially for those of us that have been Angel fans for a very long time. So let's recap, even though we may not want to, right? Let's recap what happened this last weekend. I'm going to take you to Friday. Angels lost 4-3, to three, and I want to talk about that top of the ninth. In the top of the ninth, we had a, a tie game. It was three to three and there was a runner at second base for the Blue Jays and there was this little bloop into right field and Juan Lagares is in right field and Juan's supposed to be a pretty good defensive outfielder and he boots it and allows the runner at second which was their catcher the Jays catcher it allows him to score and he shouldn't have scored at all because he's like the slowest guy on the planet And that was really, really frustrated. And so I just, I want to talk Juan Lagares for a moment. Listen, this guy's on the team for his defense. We've been talking a lot on Lockdown Angels about how frustrating the defense can be in the outfield. That's why Joe Adele isn't there. And that's why we don't like having infielders play the outfield. And so Lagares was brought up so that he could play defense. And it was his defense that actually caused the loss. It was his fault in the outfield. And reality is, I don't know why he's out there. I think that Joe Adele should have been out there. I think the Angels should have called up Joe and had him play right field because at least we get his bat in the lineup because we needed some help at the beginning of this series. Another note from Friday night, the Angels struck out 14 times. 14 times. And a lot of them we're looking. And I know that there's a lot of discussion about the umpires and that low and away strike that maybe isn't a low and away strike, but you and I've discussed this before, right? We've talked about this often. 
that the Angels need to measure the strike zone. They need to know what the ump's going to call, and then they need to adjust to that, at least for the time being, at least for the game. Angels lose that one on Friday night, 4-3. to three. They find themselves as at 27-20 and, and 20 heading into Saturday's game. And then Saturday was another uh, one-run loss. They lost 6-5. to five. Now, Lorenzen didn't pitch bad in that game. He was the starter, 6-2 and two thirds, 5 hits, 3 runs, 2 Ks, 2 walks. But this was the first game that he actually didn't factor into the decision. And I was really happy to see Matt Duffy's performance on Saturday. He's in for Rendon because Rendon's on the IL with uh, wrist inflammation. And Duffy went 4 for 5 with an RBI. Actually looked pretty solid for the first time, I think, all season long actually looked like he belonged in this lineup. And then Velasquez, Velasquez and his defense was incredible. I don't know if you saw that there was a shirt that was made that the Angel players were wearing, and it said something to the effect of the earth is 70% covered by water, and the other 30% is covered by Velasquez. I mean, this guy is everywhere. And in the sixth inning, he made an incredible play. Bo Bichette smoked a pitch to short, and Squid scooped it up, and he threw him out with ease. And if you were watching the game, we all got really excited because in the seventh inning, Mike Trout hits his 13th home run, a two-run shot. It was his batting practice with his son Beckham that I think helped him there. There's this great Instagram post of Mike Trout and his son playing batting practice and Beckham throws him a ball and Trout hits it and then Beckham says, hey, it's Beckham's turn. It's super cute. You should check it out if you haven't seen it. They showed it on the TV side on Sunday. But that two-run shot actually looked like it was going to put us up and we were going to be able to hang on. But man, the bullpen, I guess that's all I have to say there, right? The bullpen has just been really, really frustrating. They can't get anybody out. And Bearclaw comes in, Loop comes in, and they just struggle. And then the Angels do get a run in the ninth and load the bases to actually get within one run. And then Velasquez comes up with two outs, but he doesn't come through on Saturday. And we find ourselves losing another game, 27-21, and 21, with one more game on Sunday. One note from that game on Saturday was Kurt Suzuki. Now, if you watched the game Sunday or if you listened on the radio side, you know that he's doing better. But during warm-ups, I think it was the third or the fourth inning, Lorenzen is warming up and he bounces a pitch in and it gets Kurt Suzuki in the side of the neck. And it really like slowed him down, knocked him out. And so they ran some tests. Everything seems to be okay. He's not on the IL as of this recording and so which is great and it was great to see him talking and interacting with the players and also talking and interacting with the media but he he did not look good and so I'm grateful that he is doing better and we move to Sunday which we're hopeful that maybe we can avoid a four-game sweep and a five-game losing streak but man Toronto came out and was crushing our pitchers. This was a game, man. It was a heartbreaking game. Let's talk about Sandoval for a second, who has been our best pitcher. He has the lowest ERA, and even after giving up six runs, his ERA is still 2.70. So that goes to show how great he's been. But he gave up six runs by the third inning, 
And at that point, if you're like me, you're thinking, here we go again. And now we have to tap into that bullpen and that bullpen has been terrible. And so I'm thinking like, this is not going to go well, but Jaime Berea comes in and, and he actually does well. He holds the game where it's at. The only problem with that is that he only goes two and a third. Joe pulls him pretty early, which has been kind of his reputation. And then the bullpen comes in and blows it and we can't even hold the lead. And our offense looked fantastic. I don't know if you watched or listened to the game on Sunday, but man, it was great first to have Ward back at the top of the lineup. He is a game-changing player for the Angels, and he looked so good. He hit his 10th home run, went two for four, had three RBIs, and Otani, Otani wakes up, hits two bombs, his 10th and 11th home run, and then Stassi actually hit a bomb that put us up in the game 10 to 9 it was his fourth home run but man that bullpen just can't do anything right now Ryan Tapera and Aaron Loop can't do anything and then as far as Sunday man it was Ortega that even struggled as well and so I don't I don't know what the solution is for this pen but they they need to figure it out quickly because the Angels lose again they're 27 and 22, three and a half behind the Houston Astros. Thank God we have a day off today, right? And then we play the New York Yankees tomorrow, the best team in the American League and the best pitching staff in the American League and one of the greatest offenses in the American League. And we're playing in that little league field in New York. That's what the Rangers manager called it. And so you know that there's going to be a lot of hits and a lot of home runs and it could be a lot of trouble for us. So we're hoping that maybe this day off can help us to reset, get our guys' minds right, be able to catch our breath because that that's going to be a pivotal, pivotal series. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Athletic Greens. We all want to be healthy. We want better gut health, more energy, optimized immune system. But we don't want to take pills and vitamins every single day. That's just annoying, right? So what do we do? This is where Athletic Greens can help. Athletic Greens, or AG1, is a supplement that actually tastes great. It has a mild tropical taste that will actually help you to look forward to waking up in the morning and getting refreshed. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging. AG1 costs less than $3 a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. I'm looking at you and it's healthier too. It's also cheaper than buying all the different supplements all separately. So go to athleticgreens.com today and start choosing better health. And it gets even better, Athletic Greens, when you order today. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. And you can take ownership of your health today. We appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your next listen, you can check out the Locked On Now podcast. You get recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, our Locked On experts. And they're taking fans through the season like no other network. And this podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.
I love Mondays because Mondays is mailbag Monday. And so you sent in your questions and I got to tell you, a lot of them feel a bit hostile because I think we're all feeling a little hostile based upon how the angels have been playing. So I'm going to answer a few of those questions right now. Uh, First question comes from at Halos Hill 2002. Here's the question. Angels have a good offense. And even without Ward, we've shown that we can win. With that said, I'm wondering if you guys think that we need one more bat in addition to one more starting pitcher. Maybe an internal option like Adele or Fletch or a new guy with energy and pop. That's a great question. Here's my thoughts on that. I think that we have to start with Joe Adele. I mean, why not have him up there? And I know that Ward was back on Sunday and it looks like he's going to be back now full time, which is really great news. But I think that it should have been an opportunity for the Angels to have Joe Adele play in right field because as we've talked about on Lockdown Angels, Joe's really good and seems more comfortable in right field. And I've already complained about Juan Lagares, but Lagares isn't going to set the world on fire with his offense and his defense is the only reason why he's out there. But there's a point that I think that we need to recognize that he's not this gold glove defender like he was when he played for the Mets. And that was like, I think 2015, 2016. Like that's not Juan Lagares anymore. And I think that Adele should be up. I think we got to start with him because he does have a great bat. And when he starts to figure that out, he's going to be dangerous in this lineup. And I think that we need to bring him up and figure out how we can get him in that lineup. Now, again, with Ward coming back, you might have to mix and match a bit. And maybe if Ward isn't feeling great about playing in the outfield and you want to give Shohei Otani a day off, Ward can DH. I I think as far as a move that we can make, the move I think that I'm fully convinced of right now is that our full healthy lineup can produce and produce often. I mean, you saw that Sunday with the way that this offense came through. It would have been a really remarkable day had the bullpen been able to do their job, right? But we've seen this offense score five to six runs a game. And with all the guys in there, we've seen them come on strong. I think if we do make a move, if they're going to make a trade, and we've talked about starting pitching and relief pitching, which we know that the Angels need, I think that my preference would be to maybe go get a offensive-minded second baseman or maybe an offensive-minded shortstop, although I really like Squid at short. So I think I would lean more second base. I know that David Fletcher is there, but we're not sure when he'll come back based upon his surgery and the outlook for that. He might be gone for the next few months or maybe even the season. And so I think maybe getting an offensive player at second base might be a wise thing to do to just add to this offense. Got another question here from Connor underscore Gale 06. The question is, uh, do the Angels pursue Dallas Keuchel? If you haven't heard, Dallas was uh, DFA'd from the Chicago White Sox and is a free agent. And my answer to that is no. I mean, we have had too many salvage products and uh, uh, projects on this team. And we have proven that we are not the team to salvage or to fix these pitchers. I mean, let me give you some names. So Matt Harvey was one, Tim Lincecum. You remember when he came and pitched for us? He was terrible. Trevor Cahill, who was great for the A's, was terrible for us. Scott Casimir, when he came, he was terrible as well. We haven't had much success. And so I would actually rather see somebody like Chase Silseth or maybe even a Kai Bush if they bring him up from 
double A. I'd rather see those guys get some time than Dallas Keuchel. Even Jansen Junk, he looked pretty good when he came up and pitched an inning for the Angels out of the bullpen. But I think that we need to give our young guys an opportunity. I just think that Keuchel would come and frustrate us. And we've shown to not help pitchers like that really figure it out. Next question's from Eggy underscore Nikki. And, and I love this. It's not really a question. It's more of a statement. And I think it kind of speaks to how Angel fans are feeling. If we fire our hitting coach and hire a wet paper bag, maybe then we'll string some hits together. And so obviously this was sent before Sunday, but I got some thoughts on that. I remember when the Angels fired Mickey Hatcher. Do you remember that? It was in 2012 when they signed Albert Pujols. And Sosha actually took that really, really hard because Mickey is his boy. They played together with the Dodgers and they also won a World Series together with the Angels as coaches. But it was time for a culture change in 2012. I remember Pujols was really struggling and ultimately that was the reason why the team felt it was time to let Mickey go. And so I think the question was, does he bring good culture? Does he bring good vibes? Does he understand our lineup? Is he going to be the guy that's going to help Pujols and the other guys play within themselves, to be themselves, to to lean into who they are and how they're wired as players? And so I'll bring that same line of thinking and questioning when it comes to our hitting coaches. Jeremy Reed is our hitting coach. Paul Sorrento is our hitting instructor. And, and what I see these guys doing is actually allowing our hitters to be themselves, which I think is a really good thing. I think Taylor Ward is an example, and we talk about him a lot. I'm going to talk about him a lot because he's done really well. But I think Ward is an example of Jeremy Reed and his coaching ability. He has really helped him to relax at the plate and be confident at the plate. He hasn't tried to make him be who he's not. There was a rumor when Hatcher was fired, there was a rumor that he was actually teaching the big bats to slap the ball like Albert to slap the ball down first baseline or try to hit the opposite way instead of playing within himself, being Albert Pujols and the other guys being themselves. And so what I like about our hitting instructor and our hitting coaches is that they're allowing the players to figure it out. They're allowing the players to be themselves. And and I love that. We've, we've seen it work too with like Jared Walsh hitting against lefties. He's performed a whole lot better than he has in the past. And so I think I think what's happening this year when you see the slump outside of Sunday, I think what's happening this year is what happens to every good team every year. There, there's going to be a time where the team slumps, right? Where Mike Trout isn't going to be good or Shohei isn't going to be good. And it seems like when those guys are slumping, the whole team slumps. And we need those guys who aren't the stars to step up. You know this. And, and we saw that a little bit on Saturday with Duffy keeping the game close and coming through batting cleanup. But I, I really like our hitting coaches, and I think that they've done a great job so far. And Sunday's proof of what this offense can actually do. Another question for you, at official underscore soupy. This is the question that they asked. As of right now, the Angels' bats stay cold, and the team feels like it's lost some of its motivation it had the last couple of weeks. And so what do you think happened, and what can this team do to limit this slump? I got three thoughts on that. The first thought is this. They need to get healthy. They got to get healthy. As I've mentioned, as we've talked about on Locked on Angels, this lineup is strong, it's good, and it's going to be a strong and powerful lineup when everybody's in that lineup. But until then, I think they have to go with the hot bat. 
Which brings me to the second point. I think you got to give guys like Joe Adele some time and stop trying to figure it out with Juan Lagares. Just bring Joe Adele back up. His energy, his bat is going to be beneficial to this team. I think Lagares is just going to get in the way. He's going to be a paperweight and he's not going to help this team at all. And I think third, they got to make contact. They've been striking out a lot and they've been striking out a lot looking. And that that isn't good, obviously. Making contact is so important because when you're making contact, there's the potential of an error, there's a potential of a misplay. You never know what could happen. It's why that stat, the BABIP stat, batting average exclusively on balls in play, it's why it's a thing. Because when you make contact, it actually is more beneficial to the offense than it is the defense. Balls in play matter. Making contact matters. And swinging the bat, that actually matters as well. Another question here for our final segment here on Locked On Angels from Connor underscore Gale 06. The question is, should we be concerned? And I get that question, but here's my response. Yes, in light of losing five in a row. Yes, in light of getting swept this weekend. My answer is no, not yet. Because I think this team is learning how to win. Remember, we haven't been in this position in years. We haven't been this good in years. We haven't had this excitement in years. And so this team is learning how to win. And I think that what we're experiencing right now is exactly that. Joe Joe Madden said something on Saturday that I I did appreciate. And his words were this, that when he went to the World Series with the Rays, that team actually lost seven straight before the All-Star game. And then they had four days off, which felt like, 11 games in a row that they had lost because they weren't able to play and get a win. And so he said, these things happen. We're just not used to it, right? Because we've seen the Angels get off to a really great start. And this is one of those moments where I think that it's important for them to figure it out and learn how to win and learn how to rebound. I think one big thing that we need to address though, speaking of Joe Madden, is this bullpen, this bullpen looks exhausted, right? This bullpen is exhausted. And that's on Joe. That's on that's on the manager. I mean, Joe has been taking starters out at four and a third innings. And it's not because they've been struggling. It's just because he's decided to give them the hook. We talked about Reed Detmer's last start. He was at 70 pitches and he got yanked. And it was like, I think the fourth or fifth or even the sixth inning. I don't even remember what it was, but I remember it was like, he could have gone a few more innings. I think Joe has taxed this bullpen because they're good. This bullpen is good. Look at their stats from the last few years. I know that we're frustrated with Tapera. I know that we're frustrated with Loop. But this bullpen is good. And here's the good news. Here's why I don't think that we should be overly concerned. We're only three and a half games out, as of today, to the Astros. I mean, we've only lost two games in the standings after losing five in a row. And so that's the good news. We haven't necessarily been eliminated from this race. And... We still have a great opportunity and there's still a lot of games to be played. Another question from Eggy underscore Nikki. Uh, are we going to see Lorenzen hit this season? I love the podcast. Great work, lads. Thank you so much. We appreciate you as well. Uh, one of the things that I think is really important is that Lorenzen came to this team to be a pitcher and he has said that that's what he's going to focus on. So I think if we see Lorenzen hitting, it's only going to be in an emergency 
Like last year when we were in New York and there was a rain delay and we needed some bats, we needed some people in the outfield. I think that that's the only time that we're going to see Lorenzen in in a moment where he's batting. And right now, because there is a DH in both the National American League, I, I doubt that we'll even see him at the plate. I think what we need from him, I think you would agree, is we need him to be a strong starting pitcher. We need him to be somebody that's going to help carry the team. And that's what he's been proven to be this year, which I also think it might be time to talk about contract with Lorenzen. Like, I think we need to begin to talk about how we can lock him up for the next couple of years because he has proven to be a great asset for our team. Next question is from Matthew W. Lamb. His question is, uh, Angels City Connect jerseys were leaked. What do the Halo Bros think of them? Don't hold back. (laughs) I saw them. I I had to Google it because I didn't see it when it first came out. They look like softball jerseys, don't they? Like, you know, like the softball league where the retired players go and if you hit too many home runs, they start to become outs because every time you hit, you're hitting it over the wall. (laughs) Like, they look like softball jerseys and they look kind of plain. And I think it's a miss, honestly. My opinion is I think it would have been wise to incorporate the state of California logo, like from the classic California Angels jerseys from the 80s. I love what the Nationals did. I don't know if you saw that, but the Nationals had a cherry blossom on their jerseys because of the cherry blossoms in D.C. I love that. But then when I started to ask the question, like, okay, what's what's unique about Anaheim? Uh, Disney? But you know Disneyland's not going to let them put, like, Mickey ears on the on the jersey. And Knott's Berry Farm's not really near Anaheim. It's kind of on the outskirts, but we can put berries on the jersey. I mean, like, what's really unique about that? Like, maybe they should have put, like, the freeways? I I don't know. Like, there's not really anything that stands out outside of the Angels and Disney in Anaheim. And so that's why I think they should have maybe leaned into the classic jersey look. Probably would have been wise. Probably would have been better. Uh, Next question from the Bash Brothers question was one angel alum to come back and play in their prime for the 2022 season vlad or gloss listen give me vlad every single time because vlad never slumped he never struggled he had great offense and he had great defense can you imagine vlad out in the outfield on this team Woo, man you got trout and you got ward and you got vlad and let's not put down marsh i mean he's playing some great defense as well and so that would make it really interesting if he was on this team i'm a huge troy gloss fan i really am but troy would bring more offense and his defense wasn't as strong as rendon at third base so that's why i would lean in the vladdy daddy direction and maybe with vladdy on our team he would be able to recruit his son (laughs) it'd be great to have vladdy jr on the team Uh, Another question from uh, the Bash Brothers. Best Angel uniform. I'm always going to go back to that classic 80s, early 90s Angels look when they were the California Angels, when they had the the Golden State on their uni. I I loved that. And I think, again, that that should have been a part of the City Connect jersey because these jerseys just look so, so plain. Listen, I really appreciate you making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And now for your next listen, Check out the Locked On MLB podcast hosted by my friend Soli, Paul Francis Sullivan. He brings his unique perspective on Major League's past and present, and his podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. (music) 
You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnAngels, and you can connect with John and myself on Twitter and Instagram at SuperHaloBros. Hey, uh, coming up tomorrow on Locked On Angels, Johnny is back, so I'm excited about that because then he actually can talk a little bit and I can take a drink and not make my voice go hoarse here. But I'm excited about tomorrow's conversation. We're going to chat about Taylor Ward because this guy has made an impact on this team and it needs to be recognized. Love hanging out with you. Again, John will be back tomorrow on Locked On Angels. In the meantime, thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Angels have a day off and we can take a day off. We can recollect ourselves and then we head to New York and let's go to New York and let's beat the Yanks. Light up that baby. Light up that halo. Light up this team. Let's get a win and let's break this losing streak. Love y'all. We'll see you tomorrow.